0: call ourselves the elite. If not us, who? A little bit of the bubbly. And if not now, when? We don't care about race or gender or sex or religion. If you're an elite athlete, we want you. This is an official declaration of war. Change the world. We are going to change the whole universe. This is a family! This is a revolution! We can never stop! We brought pro wrestling back! All elite wrestling! For the 155th time, it's Tuesday morning. And you know what that means? It's time for the next chapter of the only professional wrestling podcast that is changing the world every week. This is Seeing the Elite, an AEW podcast. I am your host, Bryce Reed. I am joined by my friend, my co-host, my tag team partner, Mr. Jonathan Davis.
1: What's up, dude?
0: If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Jonathan and I are two friends, fans, lovers of professional wrestling. And this show posts every single Tuesday morning to preach the good word and talk all about All Elite Wrestling. Thanks to our supporters on Patreon. 155 episodes later, we started at the beginning, and now we're all the way here, man, let me tell you. Uh, And that's thanks to our people over on Patreon who uh, give us just a little bit of um, cash money every month uh, in order to help us... Defer some of the expenses related to this show. Help us do cool things over here at STE, uh, remote headquarters. Um, and in, in return, we provide for them, uh, weekly extended editions of this week's, uh, STE and all STEs, uh, henceforth and previously. And, uh, additionally uh people get to watch the show live and there's stuff that happens on our discord there's all these perks that you get it's only five dollars a month i don't know give it to us you know uh go over there go over there and make it happen I don't, what the fuck how many times I gotta I gotta think of different ways to sell this thing off the top you, of my head? You uh,
1: don't, you don't. You could really just put the same shit in here. It's fine. I could I? Could I used to have it written
0: out? No, I don't. Have I know. It written out anymore. <laughs> I'm just going off the cuff. Go over to patreoncom elite. Get <laughs> yourself extended versions of the show over there, and uh, and uh, uh, help us out in the process. We really do appreciate it. You know, <laughs> uh, all the money that we make goes into making this show better for all of you. Uh, We appreciate uh, everything that we make uh, from you guys and everything that we can make for you guys. Uh, But as we always say on this show, take care of yourselves first. If you can contribute, we love it when you do. That's seeingtheelite.com is the place to do it as well as all of our other stuff links to our discord all that shit it's over there this is not a sports entertainment show it's an entertaining sports show harkened by fans like you from all over the world on youtube itunes spotify and podcast services everywhere subscribe review give us five stars it makes us feel so sweet jonathan how sweet
1: too sweet buddy
0: yeah scenelylead.com go there for all that shit i don't know uh <laughs> On a slash link gets you the direct link to the the Discord server, which is the real shit, uh, which is overseen by our buddy, our champion over there, the bearded boss, uh, up until Revolution, which comes uh, at the the beginning of next month. month. Yeah. Um, well,
1: not next month. Next month starts tomorrow.
0: <laughs> <but>. Yeah. Well, <laughs> about a month from now. About a month and, what, six days from now. Ish yeah Ish. um we're gonna start this show as we
1: always do I'm, with a quote i'm looking forward to this one <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is actually this quote's actually a couple of weeks old but when i was looking through the the quotes that we could use there was only one quote uh, that made any sense to be using this week and that's this one quote there was a certain place and i don't think it's been a secret uh that Danhausen would like to have wrestling matches with lots of people because they are all there. We can try to team with MJF or punch him in the groin if he tries to dip- betray Danhausen. Uh Danhausen has unfinished business with Corey, uh by which he means Cody Rhodes. Uh from like 3 years ago, Danhausen needs to team with Pepsi Man CM Punk, obviously. He needs to face Adam Page because he's calling out Danhausen at Comic Cons in Chicago. Uh, there seems to be only one place for Danhausen. End quote. That comes to us from
1: Danhausen. Uh, so, you want to know what is actually going to be the greatest thing about having Danhausen in AEW? Uh,
0: spoilers, but yes,
1: Jr. is going to be so goddamn confused <laughs> all the time. He's not gonna he, get it at all. Uh, no, well, yeah, he's not definitely. gonna get it. But Dan House is gonna be up here calling people Corey and Egon and T- going to be like, "Who the fuck's he talking about?" We don't have those people working here. <laughs> I uh,
0: Danhausen is here, everybody. He's uh, he is all elite, as they and- say. And boy, I, you know, not to start at the end, but boy, did they pick. Just the most Dan Housen way to introduce him. Him Without to show up completely unexpected. No music. He's just Attached hiding under the ring. <laughs> they pull him out. And then he promptly does absolutely nothing in the match and then leaves. Uh, <laughs> boy, if there, if there wasn't any more. You know, the thing about Dan Housen that's wonderful is that he is not terribly consequential as a wrestler. Like, he's just there because it's funny to be there it's not he's not a super important part of the show i think the biggest risk that i think they run with dan is treating him like they treated orange cassidy and overexposing him to some degree and to a certain degree the way that they overexposed orange cassidy kind of filed off the parts of him that were the best parts yeah Um, and now he's a little bit too much of an actual wrestler uh in their quest to prove that he's an actual wrestler they kind of got rid of some of the parts that were great about him especially Um,
1: in in the the match that this happened in
0: right yeah you know there was there was very little funny orange cassidy shit in the match like the stuff that makes Orange Cassidy matches great like they they've they've now put him as this like underdog figure or whatever and he does some of the Orange Cassidy stuff but it's certainly not like it was when he first came here and uh I would hope that uh, that won't happen with Danhausen and they will embrace the fact that the thing that's great about Danhausen is not that he wins matches or uh you know is uh featured heavily in big storylines or anything like that and they're like no this guy's great because he's just uh, he's people. Funny. You know, people who are watching are like, "What the fuck was that?" And then people who <laughs> who watch the show are like, "Oh, that's Dan. That's just that's what it's Dan just Housen Dan House. Is. Don't don't that's, don't think yeah, too much
1: about it. Just move on.
0: <laughs> he's a part of this." And they're like, "Yeah, but but you know, it's almost like antithetical to everything that I've ever said on this show about character and stuff like that. Because if someone's like, "What's Dan House's character?" I'm like, "I ah, I don't even know,
1: dude. I, he's he's <laughs> a crazy guy." With face paint, he's he's really he's just a Simpsons character brought to life.
0: Uh, sure, sure, yeah. He's that's uh, like he's, the
1: easiest way to think about it.
0: He's a charismatic enigma, as they say. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna take over uh, the
1: world one day with his sacks of money, his blimp, and his his jars of teeth.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> a, it's a whole deal.
1: And then someone's gonna look at you like, "Are you fucking high right now?" And then you're like, "No, man." <laughs> I'm i dead serious. Uh,
0: but beach break. I mean, let's talk about beach break. This, you know the, uh, the 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 horribly named beach break. But yeah. I mean, I I there. I don't think enough can be said, or or has been said, despite a lot having been said about uh the the opening match between Cody Rhodes and Sam Guevara.
1: It was good. I didn't really. I, did so I didn't good. care for the ending, but it was a good match. In
0: what in what part did you not care about? For just
1: flip flopping the titles like that. I don't. That's something I just don't care for.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess. But if they were going to do, you know, I'm glad that they didn't go. Oh, Cody's out for two weeks, so we'll have this this interim title match, right? And then Sammy Guevara will win the interim title match, and then a week. Or two weeks later, we're going to take the titles off him again. That w- that to me would have been like, yo, I could have spent three weeks without knowing where the TNT title is. It's fine. Uh,
1: I it, that's and that's fair. I I agree with that. I I'm of the mind of just just don't have an interim title.
0: Yeah, sure. I I try. You and know, like, I try. I try not to on this show. Kind of hold hold. You know things that happened in the story before this match against this match on its own. Like this match on uh, its own was great.
1: The match on its own was great. I really enjoyed it. It's just like the story stuff involved, like if you were just gonna do this in the first place, why did you even take the title off of Sammy? Like what what was actually the point here? Yeah,
0: I you know, I'm a little confused by all that, but that tends to be the case with Sammy with or with Cody when it comes to both of them, to be honest both of them, but specifically with Cody and especially in this circling the, uh, the TNT title storyline that he's been doing for the last two years or so. Like it's pretty much always like Cody gets it for like two weeks and then somebody else gets it, you know? And then it's like, it it always, it very much seems like, Oh, this doesn't seem terribly planned. I mean, the same thing happened with Brody. Brody. Yeah. You know, and it happened because Cody was, was a way for off for off from tv for to do go big show right
1: right because they that was the season that they had to film in a bubble so he couldn't come back so they just hot shotted it over to brody see like and that's like really what i in this i'm gonna sit back i'm gonna armchair book the show what i would have done is i would have had them both have these titles but stretch it out make them both have you know, rotate title defenses. And then till they get to the point where like, nah, fuck this, man. I'm the real champion. And then have yeah. like a, a big blow off of it.
0: Yeah. Cause then you could have definitely, you know, had them, You know, people have been like, who's having the better TNT title run right now? You know, and that could have been a big conversation around everything. That's definitely true. This could have been could have been dragged out longer. But, you know, I think the way that they did it, like booking aside, like, I I don't think they could have had a better mass than that fucking ladder mass they had. That fucking ladder mass was
1: amazing. I agree. Uh, I completely agree. I And like that. it's really like I'm being very, very nitpicky about this and that I'm looking at everything holistically, not just the match. And, like, the match itself was awesome. I really enjoyed the match itself. Yeah. But just, like, looking at everything else involved and, like, Sammy getting the belt back is like, okay, that's kind of dumb, but okay. (laughs) But, I mean, and and being honest, I don't think if either one of them had won, I probably would be saying the same thing.
0: Yeah, I was just so in love with the 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 quality of the match. I was so much like this. Is, th- if this was a pay per view match, this would be a particularly good Man, AEW pay per view match. That would have been an
1: awesome opener like you of a pay per view. T-
0: you could have taken that match wholesale, put it on a pay per view, and it would be a great AEW pay per view match. Yeah, but it just happened to happen in the first slot on a fucking dynamite. And it reminded me of those early days on dynamite where they were really trying to prove like this show is going to be something you're going to want to see every week. And it's important. And so they were just putting these fucking wild matches on dynamite. Uh, and this felt like that. And every now and then they do that on this show and it's wonderful to see. And this was, this was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah, great match. Loved everything that they did with it loved uh <laughs> yeah uh, my only confusion about the booking is that they uh, you know like they they shot to dan lambert in the stands and they were like oh what's going on with the dan lambert storyline and it's like well i don't exactly care. this is my question why you have all these uh all these storylines going everywhere for everything instead of just well and it's
1: and it's just like you you just did that <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was a whole deal. I'm sure their their notion was like, oh, you know, Dan Lambert's only interested in the title, so he's going to go after whoever ends up winning the unification tonight. And it's okay. like, oh, great. We're going to have to watch Sammy fight. More...
1: Ethan so Page what, again race... Or Ethan or Scorpio, Scorpio or whoever.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, you know, I mean, I'll take it over fucking. Uh, Brock Lesnar winning a Royal Rumble or whatever you know
1: <laughs> man I'm glad we are not a WWE podcast because <laughs> that that pay per view probably would have been the end of it uh, they then shot to Ricky
0: Starks and and fucking Hobbs on the beach trying to pretend Just, that they're not fucking icicles
1: <laughs> especially fucking Hobbs out there with no shirt on man and like that coat was goddamn gorgeous I will say that <laughs> it was but you coat. could tell like He was just like, "Are we filming? Okay, (laughs) I'm good." But you turn that camera off, and I'm cold. And I mean, Shivani was like, "Nah, fuck this shit. I don't even want to be out here." Yeah,
0: they cut a promo (laughs) on uh on fucking Dante Martin uh, about how they're gonna attack him. You know, so um, it it was fine. It was fine, but it was just like, why? Well, pre- everybody knows it's a dumb title. You're not going to justify it by being like, people go to the beach, even when it's fucking cold out. It's like, no, they
1: don't. No, they don't. <laughs> the polar bear people do. That's about it.
0: Yeah. My um, favorite. Uh, th- they moved right after this into Wardlow going full Ryback uh, well, on, the, on the show, which was great. But
1: You, you missed the, the match announcement, which is actually pretty interesting.
0: Oh, which is Ricky Starks against Jay Lethal.
1: Yeah. Next week on rampage which that being like announcing a match for next like this week's rampage which is like two shows removed was odd for one sure but like sure. overall I'm, I'm i'm kind of excited to see that match that'd be fun
0: yeah starks and lethal will be interesting uh i don't know if that's a, a, a true first time matchup but it's certainly a first time in aew so yeah that's exciting
1: And then, yeah, Um, Wardlow went full Ryback and just fucked these dudes up. Fuck two dudes.
0: Uh, Specifically uh, (laughs) referring you, I guess you would have to be watching at the time. Ryback was a WWE wrestler who his gimmick was he would wrestle two dudes at the same time. But they were always just like the most uh, pathetic local
1: jobber, guys. jobbers uh, the jobberist jobbers you can think of.
0: Right. And, uh, and so it, it, the effect, uh, I don't know. I think they were hoping it would be like a Goldberg thing. And it ended up just being like, yeah, okay. I know that Ryback can beat two fucking dudes that you pulled out of the parking lot. But like, what does that have to do with anything?
1: Oh, well, this this one was particularly funny because Chief Intern is a a big mark for Cody and Sammy. So she was, you know, fired up for that ladder match and enjoyed the hell out of that. And then she was, uh, as this match was getting started, oh, uh, that's when she was, you know, getting ready to start her studying for the evening. And she saw the two dudes in the ring, and then Wardlow come out, and she's like, "That's not fair. Those two guys are going to kick his ass." And I'm like, "No,
0: no, they're not. It's not fair,
1: <laughs> but it's for the opposite reason." They need, like, two more guys to make it fair. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I guess that's what I want to see is Wardlow versus four guys. Yeah. How about this? How about this? Wardlow versus two guys. That was the beginning. Next week, it's three guys. Yeah. Next week, it's four. The week after that, five, you know? We just
1: keep going until he can't win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um... Chris Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz versus 2.0. I vaguely recollect this match. Uh, I would think the only thing I, I, have, I remember about I it have is no that recollection of this match at is all. that it, it <laughs> fell apart due to Santana and Ortiz refusing to tag Chris Jericho in, and then Chris Jericho ultimately had a hand in them winning the match uh, due to a, uh, a a Judas effect that nobody saw to one of the guys. Um, sure it's okay it's happening home. but it's happening about a year too late and yeah. uh so much slower than it should have been happening um, um props to daniel garcia for winning bolo hey for him. congrats congrats to him i mean <laughs> there aren't that many people left on the indies it's worth noting so it's like you know uh, when you talk to people who are like oh yeah i'm going to bolo this year it's like oh yeah who's on the card it's like you know like some guys, uh I, I do
1: feel bad for PWG this time around because they had yeah. to shuffle that bola a lot in the past, like two weeks too. Sure, because like Grisham had to pull out because him and uh Jordan Grace got COVID, so they had to reshuffle that, and it's like I I can tell they they probably wanted Grisham to go far in the tournament, so that had to snafu a lot of things. But yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, it's a it's a whole deal, and. And uh there's definitely still super talented people on in the indies but it's uh, you know there was a time where there was a huge bottleneck of incredible talent on the indies and the indies were on fire for it and now all of that talent's been gobbled up somewhere you know with the exception of a few i am a little surprised that we haven't yet seen uh Jomo come over to AEW no idea where he is um i don't, I don't know who that is Johnny Mundo Oh um a um, little surprised we haven't seen Keith Lee yet um,
1: it, it, mm, now Morrison's still on the under 90 day oh okay I mean sure that's, yeah. that's really you know I wouldn't pass up the free money during the holidays
0: I would expect to see both him and Taya come over
1: hopefully um, I, ho- but, I mean yeah same but we'll see I know Taya's already started doing indie shows so yeah um uh, they did announce a uh a
0: texas death match in two weeks between lance archer and hangman adam page lance archer has come back and immediately slotted into the position that he was in before of just like you know the feud that they throw the champ up against to be like oh he's he's overcoming a huge obstacle because lance archer is really tall but like as soon as he gets into a feud it's like oh man
1: he's the he's the gatekeeper
0: I mean, I think that's how yeah, he's he a is. gatekeeper character on the show yeah and, and I I, think w- I that's wish good. there was it's fine it's a good use of him, especially his character being where it is. I think he's really struggled with beyond the fact that he's really tall and says everybody dies like finding something about him that is super
1: interesting but well and it's really hard because that was really enough for Japan, right. And now, like, because, like, and Japan doesn't do promos or any of that shit, so, like, is being I
0: mean, they do do the press conference stuff, you know? Sure, but but it's
1: it's nowhere near the same, like, week in, week out doing promos, and being a gigantic dude in Japan, that's literally all you need, especially (laughs) with with the mohawk and just being a scary-looking dude. So I, I can, you know I know, we know he had a lot of troubles in the beginning, that's why they brought Jake the Snake in, and then when Jake started having, you know, health issues... Lance had to start really really pulling his own weight and that re- he was doing good for a little while but they just kind of fell off I guess. Now now he's a Lambert guy so I yeah for I reasons. <laughs>
0: uh, there was a bit of a, a a segment here between Private Party and and the Christian Cage faction uh, Matt Hardy and Christian Cage's uh, sort of battle that they're having. That's all resolved on Friday. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the CM Punk uh, thing. CM Punk and MJF.
1: I just like that he came out and addressed that he was wearing the long boys and actually said the word, I've got the long boys on. Just really fucking with everyone on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> It would be funny, though, if he like, he only wears the long boys in markets where it's like cold outside. So And then everywhere else, it's the trunks. And then, you know, like Cleveland. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm not wearing trunks out there. It's cold outside. What are you, dumb?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, ultimately, this was just the final moment of CM Punk being like, you know, he was just trying to sell this match that they're going to have next week in Chicago. And so it was a lot of him just being like, let's do it. Like, let's let we're gonna make this thing happen. It ultimately ends with with, uh, the pinnacle basically jumping CM Punk Um, so that MJF can have this moment over him at the end. I mean, was it this straight fire thing between the two of them? No, it wasn't one of the best promos of the thing. But it wasn't bad in any way either. It, it was, was just fun. sort of like it, they didn't have a lot of business to solve here. It was the last one before they're going to do the match or or whatever ends up happening in Chicago. And so, you know, they're just sort of like, yeah, let, uh, we're going to do this. Let's do the thing. And, and it was entertaining to watch throughout just because at this point I have such affinity for both guys that seeing them interact in this moment is like I'm witnessing something really cool. So
1: it it felt a little bit like they they were like oh yeah we need to go out and do a promo because fuck we did we did looked at the calendar wrong and you actually have another week before your match <laughs> yeah it,
0: it it felt a little bit like that uh which you know it's okay it's okay it was good uh there was a, a a backstage here with the acclaimed where Anthony Anthony Bowens did this whole promo about how he's gonna beat Mox's ass, which is just so
1: just I, like, I don't nobody... think I have I have laughed so hard at the <laughs> amount of delusion that was taking place. <laughs> like even in wrestling where you you suspend belief anyways but like this right. is to like a whole new level like yeah I man I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick Moxley's ass like <laughs> no you're not <laughs> there there's
0: there's a certain amount of like uh, this pr- this type of promo is, p- is particularly really hard and I think it would be really hard if you were a pro wrestler and you had to make a promo where you were booked in this match this is usually why you try not to book matches like this and and then hype them is because they're really kind of impossible to hype because nobody anthony bowen's coming out there and being like i'm gonna beat mox's ass just makes him seem like he's a fucking tit you know like he uh, like it makes him seem like a complete muppet that he thinks he's gonna beat john moxley when nobody else thinks that nobody else thinks that's gonna happen right and so I think there's maybe better ways to approach it, although, again, it's difficult to do it as a heel character specifically, you know, like it's almost better to be like, yeah, it's my character will be delusional about how good he is, I guess, in this moment, like wildly delusional about how good he is. You know, it's there's definitely easier ways to be like, look, everybody's underestimating what I'm going to do. Uh, with John Moxley, I think you're all going to be surprised. I do have a plan. I think that's maybe a better way to go about it than like I'm going to beat your ass, Mox. It's like no, you're not.
1: <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, just just from like square one of like I'm I'm the heel and I gotta I gotta hype this up. It's just like, <laughs> buddy, no. <laughs> yeah, there was you definitely better, you got a better uh, shot got- at Jericho right now. <laughs> I
0: think I think maybe Anthony Bowens might have had an easier time with this promo if he had been like. You know, everyone talks about how tough John Moxley is, but they don't know I'm gonna outthink him. You know, I'm gonna outtrick him. I'm gonna do these other things that that you might have a chance on. I don't
1: know about. So, it, Devil's Advocate here is you could do a go the opposite direction with this promo and like um, Marvez is coming up to him and being like, "So you're wrestling John Moxley on Friday?" and he's like, "What? Yeah, what? Are you fucking kidding me right now? No, I'm not." Oh, that would be so
0: great. That would be so great. Dude's just like, dude, just want. Have a dude whose wrestling character is. He wants to work at AEW because he wants to be famous, right? But he wants to be one of those dudes who, like, Gets called to every show, but like never has a match, you know, and just like hangs out or, in
1: catering and gets paid, you know, or just has the easy boys, yeah.
0: And so every time, every t- yeah, <laughs> constantly getting wins over fu- like he's just like stoked to be on dark, uh, but not because like <laughs> it's dark. He's like, oh, I want to be on AEW dark because it's fucking easy, dude. I don't yeah. want to work that hard. I don't so, want to get beat up.
1: It's a you great know? gig, man. <laughs>
0: <Right>. And so. <laughs> so every time he gets booked in a match against a legitimate tough guy like he's visibly just like oh fuck no
1: (laughs) starts going up to like tony Khan and shit he's like i'm sick man i can't i can't rest
0: just avoiding this (laughs) avoiding the matches in any way that he can (laughs) (laughs) that'd be fantastic i would love that character uh, which is maybe why I don't know if that's an effective heel character. Really. It's <laughs> more, he would be a baby face with me all the time because yeah. I'd be like, "Why? Why are you gonna make this guy wrestle?" You know, like he doesn't. He doesn't what want to.
1: What What did he do to anybody? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> um,
0: Red Velvet and Layla Hirsch. Uh, I don't. Uh, you know, I watched it. It was fairly good for what it was. I'm still a little confused about. I guess they're wrestling because Red Velvet was ranked number one at the time, which is bizarre. But
1: um, I, that and they're upset. They're upset with each other from that trio's match. It was fine. Um, yeah, it was a fine match. I'm. It it was two homegrown talents. So I'm looking sure. at it as we're having a we, as has a a story to it. It's right. not a Brit or Jade or Sheeta. It's not a cha- or Nyla. It's not a champion here. Right. And it's a story, so yeah. I'm happy. Yeah, let's pretty do cool. more of this.
0: Yeah, um, uh, we did do a cue card thing with uh, uh Sammy Guevara during uh, the thing, which uh, I am, I, I'm I'm running I'm out of energy it. for this gimmick at this point. But uh, but you know, there are only so many things you can do during picture in picture that actually translate. So or uh, just only do
1: picture in picture during matches. I agree.
0: I agree. I uh, but that I'm, that wasn't as bad for me as the Brit Baker thing that followed
1: sure the and I'll be honest the picture in picture cue card thing last week was way more egregious to me because they were doing it and it was very clear that like um Tay filmed it and they're doing it on their phones but they kept the sound on the on the dynamite and it's like I don't want to hear their air conditioner in Brazil
0: well that was only that was only for people watching on
1: fight. sure yeah. on, on fight, but it's like what the fuck guys I
0: would shock that up to an audio issue honestly like I, I for for just the fight feed there's a the, the wonderful thing about an aew plus su- subscription on fight despite besides all of the actual value that you get is that a lot of times stuff just happens where they you remember that one episode where, they, they were filming some, like, mocks promo right after, and, they just, and we had could the, hear everything. they just had the camera on him for, like, half an hour of him, like, sitting in the Dark Order clubhouse, like, preparing to do this promo, because yeah. somebody had just left the camera running. And <laughs> the this. stream going, apparently. Right, and the stream going as well. Like, stuff sometimes happens on fight. Like, it's not all the time, you know, but, like, every now and then stuff happens on fight where you're like... <laughs> they don't they don't give a fuck about anybody watching yeah. this thing
1: right now you'll have those you'll have the random ones where they're supposed to be the interstitial with the logo and stuff but you can hear all of the mics that are still hot
0: <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of stuff like that happens and uh and you know it's it's fun it's a little little behind, behind the scenes stuff <laughs> and it's usually during parts of the show where like you know it, otherwise, it would be a blank screen. So, like, it's fine. Um, uh, but, uh, but absolutely. Uh, the Brit, you know, the Brit Baker thing.
1: <laughs> Dude, I, again, I, I have no recollection of this. So
0: Brit, Brit Baker comes out. <laughs> she has the same last name as one of the people on a, on a local sports team for where cool. they are. And the local sports team has done bad, and so she has based her entire promo around the fact that she is a superior baker to this other guy on this other sports team. And then spent the rest of the promo recapping all of the accomplishments that she's had over the past year, talking about all of the awards that she won from Pro Wrestling Illustrated or Between the Ropes or whoever it was who just put out their stuff.
1: I think it was PWI,
0: Yeah. And... uh And having absolutely no business to do out there other than... That. So she came out, uh, and it, the, mean, it, the it most was... heartbreaking thing for me was that she, the way that she structured the promo, like she kind of killed the crowd on purpose for herself. Like the crowd picked back up. It wasn't a big deal. It's not like she killed the show or brought the show down. She just killed the show for her own promo because she comes out and she insults the crowd in Cleveland or whatever, right? Yeah, and right. In the, the middle then, of playoff
1: football season, which is right. like, don't just leave that alone.
0: And then she sets into doing like a recap promo which everyone who watches the show knows that she did all this stuff and then ultimately at the end nobody comes out to challenge her or attack her so she gets no comeuppance for it so it just sort of ends awkwardly at the end it doesn't end awkwardly the only thing that saves it is she did the dmd at the end and everyone just loves singing along with the dmd thing and so that kind of like solidified at the end but there were like two or three minutes in the middle of this promo where it was like oh man this crowd is just like, all right, Brit, I... where are you going? Like, what are is any of this anything? And then it turns out at the end of the promo that no, it wasn't anything other than her coming out and Brit talking about show. how great she is. And that's it. <laughs> you know, it's not business with anybody. She doesn't currently have a feud going with anybody. So it was just a very, I don't know, the whole thing seemed like. You You guys should have come with more of a plan than this, other than, like, yeah, well, Britt, go out with your awards and, like, do something.
1: No, this is, like, this is the typical Britt Baker segment when no one has a plan. Um, The only plus side to this is it was only her and Tony Schiavone. It wasn't her entire safety blanket. Sure. Sure, which was
0: nice and, and did make her seem stronger out there yes, that absolutely that it was just her out there and you know tony was there but tony's there for everybody kind of awkwardly standing in the ring human mic stand tony shivani in the ring um but yeah it definitely did it made her seem a lot stronger that rebel wasn't there like forcibly cackling at uh every like half joke and shit like that like i was really glad that it was just her there and uh, granted it was probably just that uh uh rebel and jamie Hader couldn't be there that week or
1: whatever but more uh, more than likely that's that was the reasoning and like it's fine but i mean this is like one of those where like this this should have just been a backstage segment (laughs) sure um i mean it was fine but like it's like you said like they you're in a segment with no reason other than you wanted to put brit on the show and I think you, you proved the point to yourself that unless Britt has a reason for being out there, there's no reason for Britt to be out there.
0: Right. And if you're going to have a, a segment that has no purpose behind it, it can't be this long. No. Um. And it was it was uh, a sizable length on the show. It was a pre- pretty big feature spot for her. Um. This was followed immediately by Nyla Rose setting a match next week for Ruby Soho. That'll be a great match. I'm excited about that.
1: Um, yeah, be, yeah, fun rematch there.
0: As we roll into the unsanctioned lights out match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, which, you know, despite our kind of misgivings earlier, I thought this was a great match, too, particularly the stuff with them going backstage was really cool. And uh, I thought the finish was awesome, you know, so.
1: It was a lot of fun. I I still don't think this was necessary in any way, shape or form. I never was fun.
0: I never bought that Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole had beef with one another. Not at all. For what it's worth, like you know, and that's maybe my biggest issue with the whole story is that I never felt like they had that they were given enough reason story wise to dislike each other. Like if someone was like, "Why did Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole? What were they feuding over?" I would be like, "Honestly, I don't know." And maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I don't. I don't recall at all what they were upset about.
1: Uh, and, and uh, I mean, my main um, criticism towards this match is very similar to what was uh, the GCW match with Joey Janela and Matt Cardona in that there right. was way too many people involved.
0: Except for Dan Housen. I mean, keep the Dan Housen uh, thing. Dan
1: Housen, there. fine, but I don't <laughs> need to see Cutler out there. I don't need to see the Bucks out there. I don't need um, Red Dragon out there. I don't need the rest of the best friends out there. I mean, at one point there were 12 people out there and I'm like I don't need all this. If this is about Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy, stay in the fucking back.
0: Sure. Yeah. Uh let's move on to Rampage though, which I had a pretty good time with. I thought on Friday night. I liked I I had a better time with Dynamite, but uh I thought Rampage was all right.
1: Yeah, this was a this was a nice Saturday morning coffee watching <laughs> watching the show. Um I I mean so it's kind of funny. I had forgotten about the Moxley match, so I was pleasantly surprised when this started and I was like, Oh hey, that'll be cool. Bowens is gonna get shit whipped, but this will be they, cool.
0: They gave that <laughs> match a lot of time though. A yeah. lot of time. They gave, and, and, I think, and they had him be pretty competitive with Mox for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like the I I've not a, I'm, a, I'm I've never really had anything against Bowens. It's right. really always been Caster that I've had issue with, and Bowens is a solid fucking wrestler, man. Yeah, and it seems like the Acclaimed has kind of hit a a bit of a stride where they've they figured out what they want to do, and realized that a lot of the stuff that they were doing when they first came out was kind of cringy and a little bit in bad taste, and like they've toned it down to be. Just kind of heelish without going full on. Let's be as cringy as possible. Sure. And I can I can respect that. I don't I don't enjoy the raps and any of that stuff, but it's tolerable. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I have no recollection of the the rap that preceded don't this either, match at all. But anyway, I know it happened. Uh, but I thought I thought that Bowen's uh Bowen's had a really solid match with Mox. Even that even though by the end of it, I was kind of like. Wrap it up. I, all right, guys. <laughs> like yeah. like I, I don't think these. I don't think that Max Caster or sorry Anthony Bowens and John Moxley need to go twenty minutes or whatever with a match. I, I, it seems a little wild to me. But I will say about the match also, uh the fact that it was given a lot of time is maybe a misnomer because I do remember at one point, pretty late in the match, checking the clock and being like, they've given this a lot of time, and it was it had only been going. 12 minutes 13 minutes or something like that or whatever so it maybe felt longer than it actually was which isn't a great accolade but the match was i consistently fairly entertaining i felt like just maybe went a lot longer than i felt like it was gonna go when it was announced um we should talk about the segment because it absolutely was awesome but then beyond that like totally fed into this story that you love with andrade Oh, not understanding and, and anything Darby. about
1: like and Darby, yeah. <laughs> yeah, having
0: having no understanding of the idea of friendship
1: or yeah, yeah, nothing at all. Um, oh god, I loved it so much. <laughs> hey, they they found Darby. Oh, you work for the Stink because of the accent, which was so fucking funny. Um, but then you know, Darby just kind of sitting there and like, "What do you mean I work for Sting? Are you idiots?" And Andrade is just selling and he's like yeah yeah you work for this thing you work for this thing and like (laughs) oh my god dude this was just amazing i want more of this i need more of this this was great
0: (laughs) it was so it was so funny and 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 darby's reaction to him just being like like i you think i work for him like (laughs) we're just friends
1: And he just, you can, it's just, there's no comprehension on Andrade at all. It's just like, I don't get it. You work for him, right?
0: (laughs) Right. And he was like, well, I'll pay you more. And Darby was like, I have made it incredibly clear throughout my tenure here that I don't care about money all that much. So, (laughs)
1: Which also just like, what? I don't don't understand. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It was just a complete hilarious misunderstanding (laughs) of, with Darby just being like, I'm a, I'm very clearly the last guy who you can purchase. I don't understand. It was really, it was, it was a really cool meeting of two characters um, that I think totally worked, despite being. I mean, it was very silly. Oh yeah, but but
1: (laughs) what we see next week when when Andrade goes and talks to Sting, I'm so here for it, man.
0: (laughs) Uh, I do. Um, uh, my least favorite match of the show was the FTR versus Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson match. Because yeah, it was like it was legit. This... Just it was like that. If I wanted
1: to watch AEW Dark, <laughs> we could have just. I mean, you know, this match got canceled once because of COVID. Really? I don't
0: remember any of this. It
1: was supposed to be on one of the other shows a couple of weeks ago, and it got po- bombed because uh, COVID issues. And I was, uh, even, what's funny, even your brother was like, hot damn, we actually get to skip this match and it ever has to happen. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, I'm here for it. And then they were just like, no, fuck you, we're really doing this. And like, why? <laughs> I like Lee Johnson. I used to really like Lee Johnson. I can't fucking stand Lee Johnson anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh- said. I mean, he's like uh, everybody that's wrapped up in this HFO angle now, where it's like, man, I know that seeing you means that you're coming with all of these other people, and I just I have no energy for it. Um,
1: and, and it's like, I'm I'm happy for you, man. You got a job you're you're doing your you're doing good out here. Please get the fuck off my television.
0: I know someday they'll find something for him to do where I'll be compelled by him again because you know all, all the building blocks are there. He's he's really easy to get behind. He's a great wrestler, you know. So um, whereas uh, you know, I don't have that same level of confidence for Brock Anderson. I don't think Brock Anderson's going to end up being a professional wrestler.
1: In I the long don't.
0: No, because you it's there's so he much. Just, of he it, just doesn't seem I, I, every he doesn't every match. Every match that I've seen from him, he seems like he's here for a laugh. Like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. My dad did it, and, it, you know, I'm an athletic kid. It doesn't seem that difficult, but he, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of passion for what he's
1: doing in the ring at all. Oh, it's and, and especially when you see so many other second and third generation wrestlers out here. Yeah. Like, and I know this is terrible, but, like, the biggest comparison for this is um, Rick Steiner's kid. Right. I'm not calling... Um, whatever is Bronson whatever. Mean, I'm not calling him mean, his fucking stupid ass name
0: you mean Braun Breaker
1: we're not talking about that asinine <laughs> stupid fucking name but like <laughs> you can I, the clips I've seen of him like you can tell like he really enjoys wrestling right he's having fun Brocky Anderson is over here is like yeah I'm making my dad happy I don't really want to be here I'm just kind of it's a free job
0: yeah it's weird it's weird man um, but you know, I mean, I'm not saying you got to be or, passionate about the thing your dad did for a living, but like,
1: and if you want to stay in the company, you know, look at compare him and Hook. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's night and day. Which uh, did you see what that motherfucker did this week? No what 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 happened with Hook? <laughs> Slow motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Action Bronson's having a concert in San Diego, right? Yeah. The motherfucker comes out for his song. <laughs> On stage. <laughs> and he's did just he, standing there. Did he there. get a hook chant? Yeah, fuck yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> did he really? Yeah. That's amazing.
1: But he's just standing there on stage while Action Bronson's singing the song and he's just nodding ahead and you know, throwing some hand signs up and that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. Right. <laughs> that's awesome,
0: man. That's fucking fantastic. Uh <laughs> uh the main event uh private party versus uh, uh Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus another successful title defense for for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus um they made a point to point out the two ass boys at ringside by the way if you haven't heard it Danhausen wrote a new theme for I saw that that was a big <laughs> uh from Mr. Ass and the Ass Boys um and by God, go and listen to it on YouTube. It's so goddamn
1: funny. The the funniest thing about the whole Dan Housen thing is the ass boys themselves were like, fuck, he's here (laughs) along with Brody King doing the same thing. Like, why is this fucker following me? But (laughs) then you have mr ass himself he's like hey fuck yeah my good buddy's here he's been making my kids famous i'm so happy that this Danhausen guy's here i love this dude he's my new best friend (laughs) he's stoked about
0: it and i love that (laughs) Uh, the theme of course is a sound alike but not a direct sound like a parody of the ass man theme song which is maybe the greatest professional wrestling theme ever written
1: yeah, um, without so, doubt.
0: <laughs> so uh, please go. I think it's on Danhausen's YouTube channel. He uploaded this thing. Uh, it's a couple of videos back, but it's so fucking funny, man. Uh, and I, uh, it was maybe my favorite thing that got dropped all week. Man, it was fucking great. Um, yeah, but you know this match, I, I, it was fine. Uh, Chris Jericho on commentary throughout this match, uh, which was. Cool because he actually like knows uh, these guys they've been wrestling here for a long time, so he oh, he did have some stuff to add.
1: we skipped a match, did we what Julia Hart? oh yeah,
0: no, I <laughs> I mean yeah, we could talk about it uh, I mean it
1: happened it was
0: it was yeah. it was all right. Julia Hart got beat by Jake Cargill, neither of them embarrassed each other during the match or themselves during the match. Uh, um, it was fine.
1: props to Julia Hart for wrestling in an eye patch though.
0: Yeah, sure,
1: sure. <laughs> that, that's uh, difficult. You know, you you have no depth perception at all.
0: I don't know how much depth perception you need when somebody like Jade Cargill stands I, in front of you. I and Takes up the entire frame uh, because she's annoying. She's huge. <laughs> I understand
1: when your opponent has at least a foot on you. Like your depth <laughs> perception doesn't matter as much, <laughs> but still, you do need a little bit. <laughs> um yeah
0: i don't know i don't have much to say about That's, this yeah this main event other than oh the gun club business at the end but
1: i'm reading through it like i i, I know this match happened um yeah i don't recall a single detail from this match. I, I i have been on record saying i do not enjoy private party at all and i feel that they have regressed seriously as wrestlers um, well, i
0: absolutely and i don't think that the matt hardy partnership i think the matt hardy partnership helped them at first especially because we knew how big of fans we they were of matt hardy i think it's been diminishing returns ever since the very first episode yeah uh, and uh and that it probably should have ended a long time ago but uh but yeah I, I i don't have a great deal of recollection about the match i didn't dislike it so there's that it was
1: yeah, there's I, 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 I it is a neutral match. I have no strong feelings one way or the other. It yeah. it happened. Uh and yeah, it was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh it did look
0: like we got into uh some uh, some business there at the end with the gun club. I'm actually kind of more excited in the landscape that we are now about the Gun Club having a tag team match, especially if Kinda. it's if it's Colton and Austin. Like, I, and I've said this before, I really have no problem with Colton and Austin wrestling uh, and seeing Colton and Austin wrestle. Uh, I,
1: I, I have their, some I, have I, some
0: I, misgivings about Billy Gunn coming in to get wins at fucking sixty five or however old he is. But
1: um, yeah, I, I'm the same way. Like, I've ha- never really had an issue with the Gun Club. It's that when, whatever, what's which one's the oldest one?
0: Billy Gunn.
1: No, not him. The other of the two dumbasses. (laughs) The one that came into AEW first. I don't remember. Whichever one came in first.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah. Austin? Austin.
1: Yeah. uh, My biggest issue was Austin only ever wrestling with his dad. And it's like, you need to get out from under his shadow and actually try to wrestle yourself.
0: Yeah. You know what? Go to your dad and say, you know what? I'm a boob man. You know, and just yeah,
1: just, just sh- ruin the whole family, just destroy <laughs> his whole yeah. heart.
0: Yeah, How, uh, yeah. Uh, fucking Billy Gunn just turns to his son, and he, a single tear rolls down his eye, and he reaches into his desk and he pulls out uh, Colton's uh, uh, or not Colton, uh, uh, Austin's birth certificate, and tears it in half and throws it on the ground. Just, you know, just lights
1: it on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, son my, no, no son of mine, no son of mine is a boob guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would be the. <laughs> Hey. I mean, if I was a writer for this show
1: I would kill it. It'd be over. It'd be uh We've had two amazing ideas here.
0: <laughs> Nobody would watch this show.
1: No. Uh, not, a, not a fucking next, soul. Next week
0: on uh Dynamite CM Punk versus MJF. Uh, Ruby Soho versus uh, Nyla Rose Pac and Penta versus Malachi Black and Brody King that'll be a fucking
1: great match that's gonna be baller Um, you know we get to see Pac for two weeks before we don't see him for another six <laughs>
0: god damn it <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha <laughs> yeah,
1: probably yeah
0: probably but yeah I, I'm I'm super excited about that and I think that'll be a great match along with CM Punk and MJF now do I think that they're going to have the f- the full match on Chicago? I don't know, but it's in Chicago, so you're like, ah, maybe I, at the very least this is not the end of this feud for for by any means, but
1: uh, No, I think there's going to be shenanigans happening to make the like Spears or Wardlow are going to interfere in some way and like this might actually be like the first time where the referee calls a disqualification.
0: Yeah, and I think they work up to Revolution, and I think hopefully we see the Wardlow turn at Revolution. Um,
1: I mean, if they do the Wardlow turn now, that uh, next this week, that would also work for good shenanigans.
0: Sure, I, ju- I just I just think I, do, you I agree know, with you. I think you, you set need set the, the real... st- you set the stage to do it at the pay per view. That way, you you have the CM Punk match, and that feud's done. And from here on out, we can focus on Wardlow and MJF, which is needed. And, no,
1: no. and also gives you that good exposure for the following week's dynamite. Like you have to see the fallout, right? Yeah, Yeah.
0: for sure. So,
1: um,
0: yeah, I, I, that's uh, that's pretty much uh, it for us. That's a that's a great week coming up. Great week behind us for the most part. Truly elite this week. Who's truly elite? JD, you got to tell me about it. Danhausen. <laughs> it's always really easy to go with uh, with the person who debuted, although you know he did, he didn't do much, but come out from under the ring he and curse Adam Cole. Right? Yeah, he he put a curse on Adam Cole, I guess, uh, which. Uh I would love to see just a string of bad luck for Adam Cole from here on out. Like everyone he curses like actually has a string of bad luck. <laughs>
1: that's got uh, it has to be done now. <laughs> Tony uh, Khan, that's three ideas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My truly elite goes to Sammy Guevara who who oh man. Uh went above and beyond in that match. What a what a crazy showing from him. What a star maker from him. That was great, man.
1: I uh, uh. This might sound terrible, but I really don't want to see Sammy in a ladder match for a while. (laughs) Especially after that gimmick louder didn't break.
0: Oh, the ladder that didn't break. He fucking... So he... He comes off of that ladder. He lands on Cody. The ladder doesn't break. Instead... The top half of his body lands on it. His body like bends in half at the back, and then the the force slams him face first into the ground. I was yeah. like, oh my god. And then he got up and did like three or four like
1: wild spots after that. Too, it's you know? just mm. <laughs> I mean, I know this is this has been a recurring thing with AEW, but man, you guys really got to work on your gimmicked props.
0: <laughs> well, you'll notice Cody. Cody made no effort to set himself on fire during this match, mostly because he still has scars on his back from the last time. Yeah,
1: so. those are permanent. But I'm just saying, you know, we have a lot of issues with tables not breaking. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe we need it. They need a new prop guy. <laughs> <sighs> it's a lot. Li- we're live, baby.
0: <laughs> YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and podcast services everywhere. Subscribe, review, give us five stars, just like Meltzer. It makes us feel so sweet. Jonathan, how sweet?
1: Too sweet, buddy.
0: Seeing the elite.com for all the shit including our Discord. Go and check it out. That's where everything is. You can also get to the Discord through tinyurl.com slash elite if you wish. But seeingtheelite.com also has the link. Once again, if you want to become one of our best friends, one of our inner circle, head to patreon.com slash elite and subscribe. We appreciate you so much. If you do, shout out to our patrons over there, Larry David's Pajama, J Pajamas, jay very nice very evil mac Pryor, maria beekman grant baxter daniel lopez jonathan meek alan wiggs shane williams kevin bartlett paik allen arian shifra aka the boozerweights michael vatsa sleepy joe jeremy blackman travis ulrich benjamin thomas risby andrew garrett james kenmer boss badger cody fague peter ale avoth and of course, Keith Kazulno. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. It means a lot to us. Uh, we're going to get out of here now, though, and, uh, and, and look forward to next week, a, pre- a pretty massive week, um, coming up. Um, JD, do you have anything else for these people before we get out of here?
1: Go see Jackass Four.
0: Is that theaters only? They're doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Oof. Man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a movie. I I can't imagine that's going to do good in the box office right now. But probably maybe, not. But maybe I I, I imagine
1: uh, they'll clean up on VOD. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I'm I, I'll, I'll probably go see that in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Darby's really, so, apparently
0: in it, right? Darby so. is in
1: it. I so it's funny. I actually looked up the thing to like rent your own theater that yeah. whole deal and I was like yeah fuck yeah I'm gonna do this so that you know I can bring my dad and he doesn't have to worry about anything <laughs> and I saw the price on that and I was like
0: mm. oh it's like plane tickets it's gone way up it's like
1: $250 yeah yeah it's not and like it's back like, when it was 80 no uh, like 80 100 bucks. 100 like yeah fuck yeah that's fine because that's yeah. just like two trips to the movies anyways but like 250 is like yeah I gotta think about that one <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of wild. Kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of nuts, man. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I will say it's a little bizarre. Darby's apparently in this movie, but then when they went to do the promotional run for this movie, Johnny Knoxville's over at WWE? And not um, AEW? Is... Maybe, uh, WWE maybe offered them way more for it, I guess, maybe? But...
1: No, it's all owned by Paramount. <sighs> so it's parent companies are saying who's involved with what
0: uh uh-huh. there it is yeah yeah because otherwise it makes no fucking sense whatsoever no uh but okay yeah I yeah mean, all it's right missed, i mean not that i'm like fropping at the my at the mouth of johnny knoxville on fucking uh dynamite or whatever i just just as well without him being here but it did seem weird to me that i'm like wait isn't darby's supposed to be in this movie and then yeah. he's going over to wwe for the promo that's very amazing.
1: very much some missed opportunities here but yeah. such is life yeah
0: anyway we're gonna get out of here thank you so much we'll be back next week with another episode of seeing the elite in aew podcast until then go out and change the world